Your show is called Who's Your Sophisticated? Yes, sir. I People have been trying to explain this to me for a year and a half. I still don't know what a Hoosier is. All right, man. So Steve and I are from South City, St. Louis. Sure. Uh, I believe it was like in the early 50s, maybe late 40s, uh, there was some labor strikes going on throughout the city. And there were there was just this huge swath of Indianans, Indianians, I don't know, Indianans, Indianans. that um, – that came to St. Louis and essentially scabbed the labor and, and took the labor. And so uh, being a Hoosier, which is a prideful term in the state of Indiana, became this derogatory term in St. Louis that eventually kind of just evolved into white trash was, was a Hoosier, right? And, uh, and, and it's, but it's funny because if you talk to anybody that grew up in the area, there's certainly a generational gap. Like my parents would take offense to being called a Hoosier, but like, all of us that grew up there and then were a part of this uh, exodus out of the city and ended up in the county and everything, we kind of wore being a South City Hoosier as a badge of honor. Right. Uh, so the idea here is that we're just simpletons, uh, you know, that, um, you know, we do some Hoosier things. We drink Natty Light. We wear cut-off jeans. But at the same time, we like to talk about philosophers. and uh, We like you know, to philosophize. Yeah, we like to get involved in local politics and really get in there and let people know what the common man is thinking. Put union signs in your front lawns. And- uh, a few of them. I mean, uh, we've we've had some union supporters in here, but I'm uh, yeah, we have. We have a couple of staunch libertarians that run this that they're running this show. He's not really a part of it. But, uh, I don't know anything really. No, I, I think that's the whole point of the show is like we're with this idea that I want to take the name back, give it this. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, we wear it as a badge of honor, but yeah. we try to talk about stuff that would probably like if we would talk about this with a group of people that we grew up with. Uh, as kids, they would have thought we were Martians talking about float tanks and talking about oh, yeah, we got that. psychedelic therapy and talking about, you know, just all of these uh, biohacking wild things going out there. Like, it just a typical conversation where we grew up was what did the Cardinals do tonight? What did the Blues do? Uh, how's your just, family? Well, how's your Like, it was, it was all real simple stuff. And so, like, if anybody brought up a heavy topic, you know, very rarely was it. Uh, it just wasn't table talk. And so yeah. it was this idea to be proud to be a, a, a South City Hoosier that talks about. And yeah, we can get drunk off Bush beer and read Adolphus Huxley. You know what I mean? 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 What is a sophisticate? What is a sophisticated Hoosier? I don't know. Hell, nobody knows. But what I do know is I don't get paid nearly enough to do the voice work for a clip show hosted by two potheads who make themselves laugh more than their, quote, fans. But here we are anyway, one year in the books for Hoosier Sophisticate Radio presented by My Cellular Media. My Cellular Media? What is that? Sounds pretty dumb to me, but anyway, 
I'm Al McDonald here to tell everyone you may be cool, but you're not too cool for school. So don't be a fool. And you're tuned into the one-year anniversary Hoosier Sophisticate Clip Show Extravaganza. Sit back, relax, enjoy whatever this is supposed to be. I'm out of here. Now, where's my check? I was in uh, in the early stages of my limo building career. Told uh, I was probably 19, maybe 20, okay? And uh, my guy, my normal guy who brings it, uh, he's like, I couldn't get that for you, but I have this for you instead. And I'm like... <laughs> Whoa, what is that? <laughs> and it was this bag of fungus, okay? And uh, so I, we decide to eat them, and uh, he's sitting around, and I don't know what to expect, right? And I'm um, living with this gal at the time, really good friend of mine, and we both decided to do it. I play hooky. It was like so a, you're living with just a chick, just yeah, platonic? It was, it was like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That's we, great. Good friends. It was, it was, I was kind nice of couch surfing a little bit, couch surfing a little bit. And, uh, and so we do this thing and, uh, I don't know what to expect and she doesn't either. This is, this is something totally First time? new to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, cool. this is crazy. So I've got just uh, kind of this salt and peppery look on my face and I get up, I got to go look in the mirror and I, I look in the mirror and I get caught in the mirror. Oh, no. And the next thing you know, my world starts spinning, right? And, oh, man, I'm not feeling good. And here comes the purge. Could you see, like, the veins here, in your head? Here and comes stuff? the purge. Yes, absolutely. Everything <laughs> yeah. is, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, uh, fractals kind of going on on my face. I don't know what to do, but I know that I'm not in. There's, there's nothing that's going to just bring me down from this, right? Drink some milk. Yeah, yeah, let's drink a bunch of milk. So I'm sitting in there, and it's starting to take hold. I get sick. Total bomb. Total bomb sitch. And as I do that, it starts swirling in the bowl like a galaxy, and I can't stop looking at my vomit, which is about less than a foot away from me, and I am mesmerized, and I can't believe it. And I come like, dude, you got to pull yourself out of this. This is, You can't sit here all day. You can't do it. So I pull myself out, and I look in the mirror, and I am no longer me. I am Antonio Banderas. Uh, no. Yes. No, no. Yes. In Assassins. I am Antonio Banderas. I have like this. That's quite a leap. You went yeah. from Lucy show to... Yes. No, yeah. I, I don't Puke recognize Craig. myself. Pukey Craig. Yes. Is, is now the world's sexiest yeah. man. Yeah. Yes. No doubt about it. So that I, makes so much I, sense totally, for you. Totally. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, as irresist- I'm as irresistible yeah. as I've ever He's been. He's covered in puke. He's and so I'm like, okay, we better hunker down a little bit. I hunker down. I go lie back down on the couch. I'm like, okay, let's just watch the rest of this movie and kind of is this her first time too yes oh, we were walking we're walking you, downtown downtown springfield is pretty dead during the day not a whole lot going on great nightlife down there yeah. but it's pretty dead at this point this is in the early aughts okay. and so uh, uh the only thing you're gonna find down there in the daytime is probably a few homeless people which i do not have time for at this point i just i don't have anything to give you that's sir. unfortunate I, yeah i really did I, I would like to be uh uh really uh, benevolent right now but the, the, the truth of the matter is i'm a wreck and i'm in no shape to talk to you sir i would have loved I, i'm just picturing like a scenario where he walks up like hey, can you help me get something to eat and you just grab him and look in his eyes and he's yes. i am freaking out yes. and you just walk away yeah, that's that's accurate <laughs> As promised, we have U.S. Senate candidate from Missouri, Austin Peterson. What's happening, Austin? Hey, good to see you guys. Awesome. Good to see you. Yeah. So here's the deal. We're, I'm going to lead off. Our buddy Steve couldn't be here today. He's got other uh, his day job uh, responsibilities, so he's got a question. We'll, we'll lob up a softball from Steve. He's not really involved in politics. He's been turned off by the whole thing. What does a senator do, and why do you want to do it? 
Senator does a lot of things. One of the most important things they do is they approve treaties. Uh, they approve uh, judges to the Supreme Court as well as federal courts across the nation. Uh, they push legislation that they think will benefit the citizens of their state and their uh, and the nation uh, and uh, potentially impeaches the president if the president uh, commits a crime against our Constitution. That is another uh, power that they have as well as many other plenary powers. You know that uh, Attorney General Josh Hawley took $50,000 of money from Eric Greitens uh, for his campaign, and then as soon as the governor got in his, the way of him climbing the political ladder, he threw him under the bus. So I've called the Attorney General out to a debate, uh, and uh, I, I wish that he would show up tonight. I'd love to ask him some important questions. Uh, so I think the problem is, is that he's a big, fat chicken. I think he's scared of what he would have to do if he, uh, if he came out and had to debate me because he knows that I will crush him when it comes to our Second Amendment rights, that I will, that I will tear him to pieces on his lack of respect for our Fourth Amendment rights. He would have voted for FISA, which is a backdoor, unconstitutional, warrantless surveillance of American citizens. If you want to listen to an American citizen's phone, phone call, get a damn warrant. That's my opinion of it. And the Attorney General is a constitutional lawyer. But you know what? So was Barack Obama, so I guess it just doesn't mean much anymore, Josh. When it's all open to interpretation, I guess, yeah, that that, yeah. Uh, that title doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot. Maybe challenge him to some karaoke, because I heard you uh, knock some sublime out of the park. Yeah, but about good love and we may last on your phone. One of my <laughs> oh, favorite songs, it. too, Don't Push. I know, you know anybody could have topped out, yeah. 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 out and done yeah. Santeria or I'd what I got, but he I, came with Don't Push, and I'm like, well, I there was we like, go. Yeah, if I had shotgun. Know what I'd do? I'd point that straight at the sky and shoot heaven on down for you. Because the bars are always open and the stars are always right. And if God's good word goes unspoken, the music goes all night and it goes. All right. Wait, all right. That, listen, right. If that doesn't do we'll it for you, <laughs> If that doesn't do it for you, Hoosiers out there listening, I don't yeah. know what does. Right. Ladies and gentlemen. Shane Moss. All right. Let's welcome Shane. Shane Moss, are you there, buddy? I am. How's it going? It is going so well, my friend. I uh, had a chance to watch your documentary this week and just want to commend oh, you, brother. Thank you. So great, man. So great. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you dug it. Yeah, we both bought it, too. Like, we didn't do that deal where I just used his Amazon ID to get oh, it. Oh, like, you guys are sweethearts. Yeah, for sure. I, I bought my copy out of the back of a van on a burnt disc. <laughs> that guy's got to eat, too, though. Wow. I'm helping well, the local make sure, economy. Make sure and tell listeners where they can find that van so they can check it out. <laughs> He's got all kinds of cool stuff in that van, dude. Yeah, for sure. There's just, like, merch and everything. Uh, oh, Shane. man, you got to hook me up with this van when I come to town. <laughs> yeah, all right, man, we'll van, see you van, Wednesday. Man. Next Wednesday night, hang out for a little bit. Dan the Van Man's got all you can handle. Yeah, he's babysitting my kids right now. <laughs> he's scalping tickets to the show at Helium. Yeah. Put together this show about psychedelics. Mostly because I was kind of frustrated. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, I, I perform a lot in, in uh, comedy clubs uh, to, like, drunken bachelor and bachelorette parties. Uh, and and not, not every club is drawing as, like, awesome comics and audiences as Helium. And so, uh, you know, I had all the, all this psychedelic, ex all these psychedelic experiences, jokes about them and everything else that I wanted to share, and I just felt really um, confined in the traditional um, club environment. And so that was when I first started trying to, I was like, well, I'll try this at, like, a music venue and see um, if, if anyone's interested, it's just like, it's just kind of a passion project. And it was, and I, psychedelics are such a great way to talk about, um, 
science too because they're a great inroad into psychology and neuroscience and all that because unlike any other um, drug that's kind of an escape from the mind, psychedelics are very much an inward journey. Um, and uh, I, I mean, unless and, and and on ayahuasca you think you're going to different dimensions or something, which might also be the case. Who knows? It's entirely but, possible. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I just as as like kind of a experiment, I tried this show out a couple times in some little indie bars and, uh, and like people went crazy for it. And I, I at the time had no idea how much interest there actually was. I didn't know there was that many people interested in psychedelics when I started doing the show. I don't know if it was four years ago or something like that four or five years ago and uh, just kind of blew up and became this huge tour that I eventually made a documentary about and talked with all the top researchers and everything else. But yeah, um, what are, uh, what is the scientific explanation for some of that stuff? <laughs> I mean, when I, uh, th- when, when I um, kind of think about my DMT or ayahuasca experiences in hindsight, I often, when I, kind of try to put on my scientist hat and rationalize some of these things a lot of uh, a lot of my kind of basic explanations for it is that i think that our i think that our brains and our internal worlds are far more vast and complex uh than than we could ever imagine i think that there is a multiverse of kind of perception inside of our uh, our minds and and the brain can switch between these perceptions very quickly like you're in a dream state in a dream you you create this entire scene you have people in this dream like people that you know that you're creating that you're now doing like this perfect impression of you're writing the script for them and you don't even realize that they're you're actually them and creating it you're creating this whole world and it can flip just like that and now all of a sudden you can be in this you can be in egypt or something like that and there can be aliens there and and your uh, your brain can construct these worlds so incredibly quickly and i think uh you know a lot of our uh, uh, a lot of this has to do with us needing to be able to simulate and and put together and predict future outcomes um based on past events where um right like right now i'm trying to just select the words that i'm saying over the phone and i think that there is uh there's operations in my mind that are running simulations of multiple alternative uh, uh, words and directions that I could go with this conversation that are happening in a split second, and then a different part of my brain is choosing which ones of those uh, words to use. And so I think that when you're doing a psychedelic, I think potentially what you're doing is going into these worlds that look very much different than uh, what our normal consciousness and perception is like. And, and, and probably the easiest metaphor, uh, if all of that sounds incredibly confusing, I would say a really easy metaphor would, I, I can, uh, I'd compare what's going on inside of our heads to um, the movie Inside Out, the nice little Pixar film. Oh, sure. Which... I think I think did a really nice, you know, it was for it was for kids and everything, but I think it actually did a very nice. Um, it, it was a nice representation of what I I do believe is happening in uh, in the brain. I I like that movie so much. I want to see a sequel to it called Outside In, where that girl when she's an adult 
smokes DMT for the first time. Yes! And pops down into that world. It's like, oh my God, there's this joyful God and an angry God and all these different worlds and they're collapsing and rebuilding themselves. It would sound just like me describing a DMT trip. Oh man, yeah, really Pixar, the, make that happen. They're really in the Jaguars down here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big blues fan, okay? You know, like this whole shtick Hang started. on a second, time out. Are we starting the show uh, airing grievances, and we're going to start? We're starting with the blues. That's where we're at. That's where I'm headed, baby. All right, hit me with it. The blues. All right, so I'm fired up for this season, right, guys? We got Ryan O'Reilly. We got Pat Maroon. Uh, get break it down. Craig Kohler, non-hockey guy. I haven't heard that in a long time. Craig Kohler, non-hockey guy. First uh, game last here, year. Trying to went to my first game last year. I am listen. The NFL is dead to me. And if you knew me growing up, growing up, I knew you growing up. If you knew me growing up, you know <laughs> that there was no way that I was going to watch hockey over Big football. Big Willie. That sounds like Big Foot Willie. So, uh, homage, homage. Uh, but uh, no, I was. I, I could care less about hockey. Where I lived, hockey wasn't on TV. I could care a lot about it, Craig. I, I know, but I, so I need you to tell me who's who's Ryan O'Reilly. Okay, you know, I'm let me put it in baseball terms. Craig's kind of a baseball guy here. He was the bell of the ball. He was kind of he wasn't necessarily the Manny Machado, but he was the next guy down. Okay, you know, you know what I mean. Okay. Whoever that might be in next year's. Uh, okay. He's not the Bryce Harper. He's not the so J.D. Manny. Martinez. Ooh, J.D. Martinez had a big year, he boy. Had a big year. And I, okay, Craig and I. We got never no, talk sports on this show. We don't. We don't. But we're people, huge. people knew us. We're huge. We're huge sports fans. But here's the deal. Shut your mouth, Roman, because I'm about to get... Oh. Sorry. My, my eye almost popped out of socket again. Um, here's the deal. Ryan O'Reilly's just a, a big boy, big, tough boy. Okay. He has a nice beard. Um, a lot of players didn't have beards before because you, okay. you only had your beards for playoff hockey, okay? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. old school. Um, he'll get in the dirty areas, and he'll dig the puck out, and he'll flush it to the center. So you put him on the line with Tarasenko. Bada bing, bada boom. Here we go. Big body. He's a big body. Tarasenko's a pretty big guy, too. Isn't he? Hey, he doesn't plays, throw it around. Hey, plays like he's a little guy out there. <laughs> plays like he's a little little guy out there. All right, so we got we got Ryan O'Reilly. We got Pat Maroon, Oakville boy. He's a big, they call him Diesel. Big Diesel, Mack Truck or something. Some one of those. Takes a little while. Big Diesel. Diesel warmed up. And he, but once he gets going, he played on the line with Connor McDavid, the best player in the league now. Like yeah. Connor McDavid is a steed. Yeah. And we got Kyrou up. And we got. The Oilers? Uh, yes, and we got ooh, hockey hockey guy. Guy. Yeah. Uh, we got uh, Kairou, who's a rookie, Robert Thomas, and these are two of the juiciest rookies coming, like, you know, like the triple A, just like the Oscar Tavares is, baby. Oh, yeah, rest in peace. That's probably getting lunch with him right now, man. Rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, but, okay, so we got all these new additions, but we still got Jake Allen, and I'm a big Jake Allen guy, okay? I've always I've always went to bat for, for could I, could I? <laughs> Guy who betted TT Saturday. What is that? What is that name? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm curious. Now. Could I uh, say the text line number again? I didn't get all of it. Three one four eight eight zero zero eight zero. dude. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I'm fired up. Way to go, the Blues. Craig is pretty old. An analogy he would understand is O'Reilly is the Thurman Munson of the team. Oh. Thurman Munson was like a third baseman like way back in the day for the yes. Yankees or something. Okay. So last night's opening night, buddy. And you I, I it's just I, I don't want to be a fan. I don't I don't want to be a fan, okay? Blake, turn that thing off right now, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Sorry if you guys heard that. That's our sponsor. Maybe not for long. <laughs> not for long. 
So it's opening night. It's a big day for me. I like to, ugh, I feel it all day long. I cannot wait because on Tuesdays and Thursdays night, I got something to do. I can stream the game illegally. <laughs> you heard it from me first. Reddit. Do it. I'm not telling anyone to do that, but it's a possibility. Okay. <laughs> You're the worst. I'm going to jail. I don't You're care. The worst. That's the only way you make it in this business, Craig. Come and get me. But you need to calm you down. Need to get you a little calm down. Um, okay, so here's the deal. All right, we played the Winnipeg Jets last night, and we're supposed to be a, a, the best team in the league. The Jets are supposed to be the best team in the league, okay? We played them for two periods real solid. Buzzed a couple off the post. We were playing our passes looked, uh, you know, we were discombobulated there. But I, I swear, in the third period, they just start, the floodgates open, okay? And people don't want to blame Jake Allen, okay? And I'm not one to blame Jake Allen either, okay? I'm not. But last night, he deflected. He goes like this, uh, and deflected one in the net himself. And if he makes a big save, if he makes a big save on one of those, and we put one of the ones that we needed to put in the net, and Tarasenko, Tarasenko, what are you doing? You You're paid. Down. I'm not going to calm down because Pat Maroon couldn't make the Oakville squad last night. That's how he was playing. Okay? Again, what is that? What is that? You gotta calm down. I love where you were going with that. My head hurts. I know it does. And I love the I love the passion being brought out in you. I've seen you go through the streets, the hard streets of St. Louis, Lee May, and the even harder streets of Kirkwood. And I, I know how much you love this team. It's, it's so nice. Alright, I'm chilling. You good? insurance quote anywhere. What people are really looking for is someone to help manage the risk of everyday life. And that's exactly what James Carlton State Farm does. He's also dangerously handsome. He has the dream James Carlton has the best customer service in the game. You'll never get a voicemail and you'll always get a great back rub. He has the softest hands. A strong sense of community is important to who he is as an agent. From local school sponsorships to sandbagging during floods, it's paramount to be a part of the community. We love the of his gym. Guys, call 314-961-4800. Find him online at carltoninsurance.net. We Craiger. Well, hey, Steve. How you doing, buddy? Man, I've been pretty good. Well, that's good. Hey, you heard anything about them newfangled hemp oils they got now? I just don't know where to find a good one. Well, I find the best full-spectrum hemp oil from MoMedCanCo.com. Where? I get it from MoMedCanCo.com. Is it expensive? It don't cost two kittens whiskers. And if you enter Hoso in the promo box, you're going to get yourself 15% off. Buddy, it sounds like we're squatting tongue cotton. Darn right we are. Where can I find them? You can find them online at momedcanco.com, Missouri Medical Cannabis Company. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Let 
sophisticated Hoosiers, have you been to our website? Visit HoosierSophisticate.com and listen to our uncensored podcast. Share some laughs with us. Send us fan mail so we can feel warm and special. Buy our merchandise so that we can eat. Wear your Hoosier Sophisticate t-shirt at social gatherings and let the women approach you. Wear it around the office and get that big promotion instead of Ted. That's right. Screw Ted. Ted sucks. That's HoosierSophisticate.com. Financial advice you can understand on The Dave Ramsey Show. What is the definition of a millionaire? Well, the definition of a millionaire is someone with a million dollar, a one million dollar or greater net worth. Net worth is defined as what you own minus what you owe. If you sold everything off, paid all your debts, would there be a million dollars or more in a pile? What you own minus what you owe, your assets minus your liabilities. When that equals a million dollars, you're a millionaire. The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGN. Sergeant Jabari Wright. In the Army, I was trained as a combat lifesaver. In 2012, had an accident and became paralyzed. I was used to working in healthcare, and how am I supposed to help people when I'm in a wheelchair now? It really severely impacted my confidence. Jim Arndt, PAVE program, Paralyzed Veterans of America. PAVE helps veterans rebuild lives with valuable careers. We assess the skills, build the resumes, and help with the interviewing skills to be able to find a career that our veterans are looking for. PVA took what I was doing in the military and helped me translate that to meaningful employment in the civilian sector. Hooking up with them helped to empower me. PAVE really concentrates on the one-on-one relationships. Unlike other programs that measure success by placements alone, PAVE places greater emphasis on quality jobs and continued support, our Partner for Life guarantee. To learn more, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. WGNU, the talk of St. Louis. Streaming live at WGNU920AM.com. Thank Bandy. you so much Bandy. for coming in here. Cause Thank you for not telling me what this was before I got here. <laughs> uh, we cover. <laughs> yeah. You didn't what ask. a great lack of information I was given. It was great. I, I don't even know how hey, you got if, here. If, I, was I gave say, you directions. If it's, and you're if like, it's all I already the know same where it's to you. That's it. If that's it's all, all the same did. to you, I had the exact same amount of information. Fantastic. All right. Yeah. Well, let's just, let's just As I was telling you earlier, like I am under the assumption this is a social club for good boys. That yes. is what you're running. Sophisticated boys. Sophisticated social club for sophisticated boys. Yes, yes. Mm, you yes. pretty much nailed it. That's I mean, we're good on that. Fancy boys. Good. Yeah, fancy lads. Yes. That's the fanciest one out of us all, though. Like, if you ask him how he's doing, he's like, fancy. He'll say that I all the time. I said that one time, and they won't the let it go. Like, I mean, he's wearing a collared shirt with pearl snaps. He definitely is the man. First of all, pearl snaps. Huge fan of the pearl snaps. Yeah. I think we got a new yeah. nickname. Oh. Which Hollister do you manage? <laughs> oh, I love it. That was a good store. Welcome back to Hoosier Sophisticates. Hi. 
First hour is brought to you by James Carlton State Farm, carltoninsurance.net. Give them a call for all your insurance needs. We've got Adolphus A. Bush V on the line, and we are super excited to talk to him because he's, uh, he's found a, a – you would think he would be in a certain business, but – Due to laws that were on the books, he's no longer allowed to be in the family business. So he's got this new thing going. Adolphus, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you guys? Thanks for having me on today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Steve and I, we, we, we talk uh, on this show quite a bit. Um, we're very active in the, trying to get the uh, Amendment 2 passed here in, uh, in St. Louis, get, get medical marijuana for, for patients. So we talk quite a bit about cannabis. And we've come across your story here that uh, even though you are – heir to probably the largest brewing uh, name in the history of time, uh, I guess, uh, through the through the buyout um, or nepotism laws, maybe you weren't allowed to um, pursue maybe that career, so you went a different angle. Tell us a little bit about uh, about that and about your how you found cannabis. Yeah, you know, so um, I went to Colorado State University. Um, as you guys probably would expect, I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I, I knew I wanted to come out to Colorado for college, so that's where I ended up. Uh, during that time, I got to see the cannabis industry kind of booming while I was in college, and then shortly thereafter, I got out of school. Um, or I graduated. You know, we went recreational out here in Colorado. And I, I was planning on going back to St. Louis and working for what used to be the family company um, that my great-great-grandfather started. And I went back and interviewed probably in between, I believe it was in between my junior and senior year of college, and everything went really well. And two weeks later, I received a call, and I was told that it was a conflict of interest and they could no longer hire Bush family members. Um, You know, it was probably a blessing in disguise. I came back out to Colorado. I got into the cannabis industry. Um, I knew that I wanted to start a company from the get-go, but I also knew that I needed to learn as much as possible about the industry as a whole and the, and the products that were currently on the market. So I worked in several different facets of the of the industry before I decided to start my own company, which is ABV Cannabis Co. You're dealing with um, two South City Hoosiers here, and I think of you growing up, and what are you, 25, 26? How old are you? 27, actually. 27. Uh, happy birthday. Your birthday's tomorrow, for real? Happy nice birthday, call. man. It is, yeah. I knew it. We had a psychic on the show last week. I think he's rubbing <laughs> off on me a little bit <laughs> in more ways than one. Um, but here's the deal. I have the thought of, you know, I grew up in little meager, like, you know, my parents made bad decisions um, <laughs> right now um, but I imagine what was it like growing up in St. Louis like I'm sure you could go hang out at places and you're had just as oh, there's families the microscope. Just, yeah were you always under the microscope like or you know we used to sit in a parking lot we're we gonna go hang out at Craig's house tonight or what's the deal I imagine like are we gonna hang out in the west wing of one of the houses you know like what, what's going on there I don't want to you know I don't want to make it sound like Richie Rich or anything but what, what was it like explain that to a pauper like <laughs> I, imagine, I imagine your dating life was at least decent. You know, when my uh, <laughs> be great. Uh, you know, growing growing up was, it, I mean, it was pretty much a normal childhood from the standpoint of you know going to school, being treated like a normal human being. When I was at a younger age, um, there were some things that happened later on, I guess, in my high school career that. Um, definitely were kind of unexpected. Uh, That's <laughs> no, so unfair. For the most part, growing up, 
growing up, it was it was great. You know, we it was a little bit different for me and my family, I guess, just because we had, you know, for example, Grant's Farm. Um, that's where we spent our Christmases and Easter's with the entire family. So my my father and his brothers and sisters and all of their kids. And I mean, there's 30 of us cousins. That's awesome. And so it's, you know, it's it's a big family. Since those days, it's grown apart a little bit, I'd have to say, which is unfortunate. You know, there's been certain things that happen in that big of a family that just makes, you know, know, my aunts and uncles um, and my father grown apart a little bit. And we don't get to do those big dinners anymore, unfortunately. Uh, But that, that was you know, growing up there and growing up on our farm out in O'Fallon, uh, we, we've always been a big hunting family and a farming family out in O'Fallon. So that was a little bit different than, I guess, your typical um, childhood in St. Louis. And You hunted you know, in Grant's farm for fun. <laughs> I'm going to give me a wildebeest today, Daddy. <laughs> I just get him to the fence. In Grant's farm, all of all of that took place out in the valley. So right on, know, man. Waterfowl hunting and white tail and stuff like that. So that's cool. That's very. We cool. do not go into the deer park at. at <laughs> I want to put that on the record for yeah. the lawyers. For sure. Yeah, yeah. No one yeah, listens no, to this show anyway, so you're good. You're totally good. <laughs> Uh, I, I thought that. I thought we'd play a little something I'm calling the best friends game. Pleasure. All right, so how this is going to work is I'm going to ask you guys the same questions. Okay. I'm going to ask you guys questions about each other, right. and we'll see what you got. Oh, man, I'm going to bomb this because I can't stand uh, this. This, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I know everything uh, I about put a lot of thought into these questions, and in fact, if any listeners have any questions for you guys, little best friend questions as we're calling them, feel free to text it in, 314-880-0808. Blown up. All right, Stephen, let's start with you. Okay. You ask uh, if I was to ask you about Craig here, uh, pizza night or taco night? If I was, to, if you were to ask me about Craig, um, I know a lot about this guy, and <clears throat> I'm actually going to go. I think he's a big uh, Mexican food guy, and I'm going to say tacos. Even though we've eaten pizza together more times, I'm going tacos. Delicious, righteous tacos. Craig, is he correct? He is correct. Oh, that's I awesome. could have tacos. I could. Uh, uh, full disclosure: my family we do street tacos meh, four nights a week. Steven, how much does he have in his checking account right now? Oh, oh gee, we're both uh, living by the hair of our Take teeth. Take a stab at this one. This ought to be good. Jesus. Oh, yeah, it, in your savings or checking? You don't have to disclose. <laughs> savings? <laughs> well, hey, that's a good one, right? That's a good one. <laughs> I, I wear a monocle and a top hat. I'm going to say great. in your... Just your checking, not counting all of your other accounts you have going on. I'm going to say Any overseas $375 right now. Uh, all you have to do is say yes or no. You, you don't have to disclose if you don't feel comfortable with it. No, but, but not far off. Probably, you know. That. Well, that's mine. So I, <laughs> that's 
<laughs> what, wait, why did you? I, I had no, to. Like you know, I'm what? around there. I think I'm over. I think I'm a little bit. Over. They're uh, they're uh, yeah. I would I would guess that Steve's got a, a heavy nickel in there at any given time. There's there's 500. The family can fall back. That's on. what we gotta do. All right, we, we got we have emergency money in there. I got That's one it. more question for you. Anything from the audience? Any text in general? We got um, a couple of things. Does Craig know when Steve's first time getting high was? Hmm, that's a good one. I almost put that on there, but yeah. I was like, yeah, hey, I don't know. If I'm-, um, I'm going to guess. Uh, actually, you would think a little early, but I'm gonna actually I'm gonna guess fifteen. There you go. Nice. That would put me sophomore, uh, freshman in between freshman sophomore. Yeah, that's really? Me and thirteen. Me and are my uh, my best. Buddy and I, we stole a little bit out of uh, his dad's laundry robe that he would hang, and he'd, nice. t- he'd put that robe on before he went down to the basement to do some laundry. <laughs> you weren't fooling anybody, Pop. Oh, uh, yeah. So we got a little bit out of that, and I don't know if we really had it, but then I uh, smoked a bunch of Blizz Nuns with a bunch of Latin Kings at a party not much at- later after that, and I had them rolling, dude, at this house party, all these Latin Kings, and I was like, this is my jam right here. This is my zone. That's right. Let me get my zone, dude. It sounds like those years, like 15 and 16 for you, is quite a party. Like oh, it was. I peaked one classic. I peaked about you. It was bad. <laughs> have to be. I peaked in like fourth grade. Um, you want to take a stab at me? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say a little bit later. Seventeen. Twelve. Wow. I. Yeah, I went outside uh, with a with a friend's older brother. We we stepped out back, and he's like, "Hey, you got this?" And I'm like, "Ah, man, I don't know." You know, he's like, "It's I've not seen the commercials, you, bro." You know? Exactly. <laughs> and uh, ended up doing it, and uh, sat down and watched the movie Heavy Metal, the old animated classic. Uh, oh, and man. it was like it changed my life, man. We watched that, and it was it was followed by Pink Floyd's The Wall. We watched I that. Say, I and watched I had that uh, first. they had a toaster like, oven. Right, mm-hmm. and I remember eating everything in sight, and they had these, uh, they had like these hot link sausages, and I put them in the toaster oven, and I don't know, I was, you know, Stony Baloney Craig's kind of a, a fool. I took chocolate and melted it over the top of these hot links, and I was just cramming mm-hmm. them in my face. The next day, I hated my life. <laughs> it was an awful choice. Uh, Twelve, but yeah, I was young, but I, I didn't uh, continue doing it because I was, you know, I, I played a lot of sports and stuff like that. And I thought, no, there's no way I yeah, can maintain I, a competitive edge. That's what I thought. You know, so I kind of stepped away from it, uh, you know, dabbled with with alcohol a little bit when I was younger, but dabbled. But um, yeah, yeah, I was, I was pretty. So young. you get how, when do you? Get, no, I won't go any further with that. We got a lot of law enforcement okay. listening to this radio. Right, anything else on the text line before I shoot out the? Um, uh, someone last. was making fun of Craig saying uh, powder puff football. <laughs> <laughs> I've never owned a shirt with an animal on it. It's um, pitbull shirt. <laughs> pitbull shirt. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I got that going for me. Yeah, I know. And I'd rather wear that than one of those hilarities. I don't oh, I hate it. It's supposed to be like funny or whatever. It's like a stupid thing that people. Probably okay. the funniest shirt I've ever seen was Jesus running away from the tomb, and it says YOLO, psych. Because <laughs> it's That's the only it. one. So yeah, right. I, I can, I can yeah. dig it. All right, last question, Steve. If Craig had to use a scented prophylactic, what scent would he choose? Lavender, easy. Okay. What do you got? Put it to sleep. I put it to sleep. My Jimmy run deep. So deep. So deep. The anticipation's killing me. Uh, what would Steve's be? No. Was that your? Was that a right answer? Um, no, probably not. No, I, I think lavender. Starfruit. Starfruit. Is that... Is that an option? I don't even know. I, I think like I didn't even know. I, Seth is Seth's face when he said starfruit. He was appalled at no, you. I, you know what's funny is is I don't I don't much care for coconut, but I like the smell of it. So it probably well, I'm there. 
I'm there. Okay. I'm there. I'm sure they got them. Um, Steve's would be like, I don't know, like blown rubber and shame. Apple pie, big boy. <laughs> apple pie, sweet as apple pie. No, I, I, it has to be something we would assume would be on the, the Yankee I, I, I think he's a uh, oh Yankee. Yeah, I think um, um, blueberry. Mm, I'm a fruity guy. You know that. <laughs> you got that, uh, Jack. Stop it. Um, mm. yeah, but I would really, I, if I had to go with anything, yeah, I'd probably go with a cherry-ish. Okay. Good. Right. Something cherry. Okay. Cherry. I think you got Here's a- my cherry pie. Feel a little sweet and a little that was so loud in my ears. Well, but, but, probably everyone else's, yeah, too. I think you guys uh, are pretty evenly matched here. Yeah, uh, we, I, don't, we don't really care for one another and mm-hmm. don't know anything about it. I'm mm-hmm. going to dub you as best friends. Aw. Uh, you did it. I like you, Craig. Anything else I like on that you there? Text line, Stephen? Nope. No one is listening. Someone Nobody's says listening. no. Yeah, you have to have listeners to get people to text in here. Anybody? Anybody? Nobody. Somebody. Ooh, so, so we I'm have, the winner of the we game. We have scientifically determined that Steve and I are equally yoked. We have a they, couple of ladies, a few lasses, if you will. A couple of good broads. Yeah. We've got uh, Lady Cannabis in the studio hello. and her friend Sunflower. Hello, hello. hello. What, uh, what brings you guys <laughs> into a studio with a couple of knuckleheads? Yeah, like we us? made sure they're not on our live stream because we like to focus most of the attention right here in this area here. There's so we nothing put them from here over far over there. Except we right. are getting calls. They're to actually have them in the other camera. They're actually yeah, in the other room. You know what? Right I don't want to be over there with you because <laughs> it kind of smells funny. Get that. Get the that microphone. Get that it's microphone. The microphone. It's the microphone. It might be that one on your face. Listen, what is that? Do, what are you talking <laughs> about, my oh, mouth? Wait a second. I'm at my weakest right now. Okay, Lady Cannabis. She's a little weak. I can appreciate that, and normally any time I am down for making fun of Steve, any way you can find it. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sorry, I said the F word once again. It's okay. I'm used to podcasts. It's all right. Fair enough. (laughs) Beep, 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 beep. Okay, I got that. Shot at AM radio out of nowhere. (laughs) Safe safe to say that uh, you're not afraid to veer from the allopathic path. No. You know, you realize the healing benefits of plants you just and do, the full-spectrum plant medicine? Yes. Did you just do the smoking, or did you Dabs. oil it? Dabs. Did you eat oil. it all? EB, uh, anything, anything. How about topical? Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it from it's the angles. same way that I did it. I yeah. got it in me, on me, and everywhere. I could. Everywhere. The cancer, and she's everywhere. doing the same way. Yeah. It's amazing. Do you feel like once, like, you know, it, it may be a, a result of an endocannabinoid deficiency, you know? Like, do you feel like once you start pumping all that back in? Do you know you're a plant? Sure. I think we're closer to, to mushrooms than we mushrooms, are plants. Mushrooms, yeah. But, yeah. Ooh, yeah. somebody's done their homework. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But, 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 <laughs> for sure. Because you are, let me tell you something, what you are you a think sponge. we were when yeah. you came well, in Well, no, 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 Jeez, Louise. This woman's taken me before. <laughs> Very good point. I'm all like, so we're in point. St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, but after you, after you supplement that endocannabinoid system and you yes. kind of maybe bring your levels back up to a healthier, do you feel like it, does it take as much Throughout the day to like to to keep it going like to keep an ongoing, or maybe you didn't find a reason so. to, to or, or is it easier to make that level off and you don't have to maybe consume eat rub it on you you know okay you don't have to do them all at I once. I microdose throughout the entire day, I do too. so it's never yeah. sure. like where I'm like oh I got to be absolutely beyond obliterated now and and it carry me few hours. Yeah. No, I make sure that it's. You know, it's been an hour, it's been a couple hours, and I'm like, I'll take a couple hits here or there or take an edible or something like that. And then, 
Yeah, but I've, I always kind of keep um, a certain level in my system at all time because I do fight chronic pain and migraines quite often. So I, I want to make sure imagine, that I can man. veer it off before it hits. And no, that makes perfect sense. That's what I'm wondering. Like in the RSO, when you were when you were really finding when you were first finding out about your sicknesses, you're. I mean, it probably took quite a bit more, right? Like at that oh, point, absolutely. you're at that point, you're. You're getting, you know, a okay. much of a head change. It's so, not you, now. You can microdose and just kind of maintain a level. Yeah, yeah. In the beginning, it was kind of hard. Did I didn't RSO? get a chance okay. to take RSO. Nobody okay. made it for me, and I wasn't quite sure how to make it myself. Yeah. So I didn't want to mess it up. Most everything else I could make, but the RSO, RSO was kinda... uh, Rick Simpson oil. Sure. And um, I started taking it two months ago. Um, you know, small dose was like a grain of rice, mm-hmm. and now I literally just do a grain of rice of it in the morning, a grain of rice in the evening. And the first two or three days when I took it, it knocked me out. I'm not going to lie to you. I slept for two days. Yeah. Um, And my husband would wake me up and make sure I got it. But now, I mean, I took it right before we left, and I'm fine. So, I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't go that far. Well, (laughs) look at You just see the look that you gave him. Like, wait a second. I'm here right now. (laughs)